This is one of the out-of-the-way places. The unvisited places. Bleak, wasted, dying. Look! There comes one of them now! They're coming to get you, Barbara. It's alive! Halloween edition, Woo. our little bonus episode. Today we are joined uh, by some very special guests from Heartland Paranormal, and we are very excited about it. They're going to tell us all about um, their experiences and the work they do. Sure. Do you guys want to go around and introduce yourselves? My name is Ashley. I'm Renee. I'm Don. I'm Tom. Tom's my uncle. Oh, this is Rach. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's my uncle Tom. Can you give us a little background on the group? How long has it been going? Yeah, we started in 2009. Donna Newman founded us, and we, our first place we went to was an old funeral home right off about 50th and Dodge. And the person who owned it was a, she had a cross that would turn upside down. And then she would have uh, stuff scratched in the floor. She, she was a Jewish faith. And when I asked her about that, she got a little, I said, hold on, this is just asking. I think that's why your crosses are upside down and your such like that. But the problem was we had like 15 people there. So to try to get any actual evidence, we were gonna go back another night. And I do believe it was haunted. Um, I have the ability to, when I step in along with some of the other folks that were here, you can, there it feels heavy. Yeah. And you can tell if there's a spirit there. And there, there was a spirit there. And it was, I think it was an evil. I found a Ouija board while we were there, so I kind of figured we weren't going to be going back to investigate that. But that was our first investigation. How long ago was that? 2009. Okay. So we've been doing this about 10 years. Just to give you a quick why I got into this, my sister died of a brain tumor. And uh, about two years later, I was I couldn't sleep when I was on the couch sitting there reading, and I heard her tell me my, her and my mom and my Grandpa and Grandma all died within 13 months of each other, that they were all good and no, and no more pain. And I, that freaked me out. I <laughs> didn't tell anybody about it until I went to a high school reunion of mine, a classmate of mine who's an oncologist, physician assistant at university, told me about her sister had died of a brain tumor. And she, came, she didn't care what the priest and uh, experts said up there that she had talked to her two or three times. And I hadn't mentioned anything of what happened with me. And then, then all of a sudden she brought up the name of my sister, who, I don't know how she knew her, but then I found out she treated her. But she knew all her kids too, and that was just a little bit too deja vu. So that kind of started me looking into, uh, does this really happen? Uh, do people communicate, conspirators communicate with us? And that kind of started getting me on going in the paranormal direction. I'm pretty level-headed and try, I try to debunk things before, Absolutely. you know, we really do try very hard to make sure it's not something normal. And most of the time it is. Yeah. Probably 95% of the time it is. But that one I couldn't debunk because I heard it with my own ears. And uh, I've gotten to the point where I really don't care what other people say about it. I know what I experienced. So I don't try to convince people one way or the other if they believe or don't believe. I just, yeah. You know. That's what I've got. You wouldn't take it out of <laughs> And that is what it boils down to. Yeah. John, how long have you been with? Uh, since 
the beginning. Since to, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we're actually two of the original oh, cool. members, I guess, in it. But how I got started, my first experience was probably, long story short, six or seven years old. I was had a babysitter and my middle brother. We were all in our house down North Omaha here. And coming down the stairs, we had a long staircase coming down. I was the first one down. I remember my middle brother was in between him and the babysitter was in back. I looked down and I saw a hand coming out of the floor in, in our living room. <laughs> and I saw it for a number of years. My brother denied it. Oh yeah, whatever. Now going 40 years down the road, we were all down to Mexico, my brother, his wife, and then us two, and told that story. And he was quiet and I said, what's wrong? And he goes, I didn't tell you this, but I saw it too. 40 years he kept it from me, making me sound like I never saw a thing. The human mind, I think it'll it'll justify anything. He saw the same thing I did. So that's how I got started, it's always, I've always been interested in the paranormal and got into it yeah. more in 2009. It and is shocking how long people yeah. can like keep something in. He held it for 40 years. He, you know, That's so, wild. Yeah. Or later decide, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That was part of what That's how I got my stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. Renee, how about you? I've been involved in these guys for a number of years, not in this particular group. Uh, Tom's just recently asked me to join them, but I've been involved with them at UNO for a long time and done many investigations. Um, my story is probably, I just had some uh, things happen as a child and it got a little wonky at times. Yeah. And, uh, at one point, one involved church and I hadn't even gone to church on core sentiment, so I could feel things. Yeah. And so I had basically fear and trepidation. It was pretty intense. Before I even went to church, I wasn't going to go. And I had a friend call and say, oh, come on, you know, you're just, you know, you need to get sleep, you know, you're just overreacting, whatever. So long story short, I got to church, it was worse. And then something did happen inside and I had, um, there was somebody speaking in the pulpit and uh, a gentleman, a person stood up and was screaming words that aren't this world. And it took six grown men to carry them out. Um, somebody broke her leg on the way out and it was a very intense thing and as soon as he went to the back area I was fine so it was more of a um, pretty shocking for me and then I went up front and asked to be prayed for so I didn't want it to ever happen again yeah. so it was pretty scary Yeah. and then that since then I've, yeah, since then I've seen you know it's changed over the years and I've done some party audience and um, other where you hear things and see things I've done I kind of pushed away for a long time. And even in probably 2008 and 10, I was having episodes where I'd be out in public and I'd see people or spirit around people. Yeah. And so that got a little, like in the middle of Applebee's, I was saying, really, right now? <laughs> 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 I saw that with you. Yeah. <laughs> Should I order my two for 20? Yeah. <laughs> So, so this has just been more of my own investigation for me, like what it means, what it's about, why it's here, you know, what we need to do with it. It's not always pleasant, I wouldn't say. It's Sometimes it scares me. It's probably very startling, yeah. It is, yeah. And then over the years, I would say like 
10 to 12, things started switching up for me as far as my abilities. And then in a way that I didn't before when I would go places or had certain feelings, I knew what it meant. And then now at that point, I would have a similar feeling, but it didn't mean the same thing. So it was, uh, I had to reevaluate what the messages were. Yeah. And then like 2012 to 2000, last five years, I'd say, 2012, 2012, 2017, I had a number of life changes. So I just pulled out of it completely because you know, I'm not comfortable doing this. This is not a gift. You, you want to be stable. You want to be, yeah. you know, clear headed. You want to know. What's going on? And yeah. The life changes. I didn't want to do any of this, so I'm just now coming out of that, and that's the time yeah. it's going to come back. So, yeah. I think it's your turn. Yes. Um, so I'm Ashley, and I've been with Heartland Paranormal for probably the past I don't know four or five years. Would you say? Um, I got started out in the paranormal when I was really young. My cousin had died in a car accident when the steering wheel actually went through his body. And we stayed with my aunt that summer. And so I stayed in his bedroom and there would be sounds, different things kind of happening around the house, but you're five so no one believes you, right? And then a few years later, I think I would have been in about third grade, my uncle had passed away in our house. We were taking care of him. And every, year on that date something happens in our house like the fire alarms go off every single year on that day um or like the tv will turn on and off and things like that typically around really any person's day of death in my family so there's been a lot of that and then i got started um in meeting heartland paranormal when i joined UNO's paranormal society so that's a community group. Um, I took a day trip to Villisca with my sorority sisters. <laughs> it was not for paranormal. It was just a day trip to go because it was the summer. And yeah. We felt like going. We're like, oh yeah, it's June. Nothing else to do. Why not? <laughs> it's summer. So we had driven all the way up there. And I used my little Sony Coolpix camera for my 16th birthday <laughs> and just took some pictures outside of the house and didn't look at them ever again because the batteries kept dying. Yeah. And then some weird experiences that I had inside the house was like upstairs in the children's room. The toys were out and when I left the room and came back to it, all the toys were underneath the bed. Oh. And I was like, okay, someone's like pulling a joke on me or something whatever and then a friend and I were sitting downstairs in that blue room in the closet and we heard this like nasty man voice like yelling at us to get out like we heard it with our own ears we're all girls this yeah. is not one of us playing a prank right. so we're like alright we're leaving so we left well about two months later I finally went back through all the pictures and I noticed that I captured an image of a little boy apparition in the window and then I just started crying and they're like welcome to paranormal club <laughs> do you want to be our president <laughs> so that's kind of how I got started and then I consider myself more like a medicinal empath okay. picking up on the ways that people have passed away or died so I've worked cases um, where families want me to come in and um, say like their son had committed suicide they just want more information about it so 
and kind of started out mostly doing um, investigations for families that had lost a loved one and then really just now I work Heartland so whatever people contact us to go out so that's kind of my background so people will contact you what do they say like they they can just call you like normally they uh, get in touch with us uh, through the website or through people that know you know word of mouth and that sort of thing and we've handled uh, <clears throat> we've done a few cases there's a place in Lincoln we've been doing uh, investigations and we also did what we call conducted a four-corner ceremony Renee and uh, I, it was actually Vicki and Mike Childers who originally took over the group after Donna quit doing it because of health problems and that was an interesting uh, place to work at because uh, we have to keep it uh, anonymous they wanted us to keep it that way so but we've conducted a few things there and uh, there's, I've seen shadow people there. Um, we've been up to uh, Port Omaha two times uh, from the 1913 tornado. They laid out all the bodies up there by the morgue. And that place was definitely haunted. We did that. We did Jocelyn Castle uh, a few times. I think it was mm -hmm. four times. Villisca several times. Forest Lawn Cemetery. Forest Lawn oh, Cemetery. I've seen was, you folks up there. My mom and dad did when they were walking. Yeah, around. that's right. And they had your pet pit bull with them, by the way, which was funny. Well, he got off the leash and ran full speed toward you folks. And my mom's like, oh, great. But he just wanted to love you. Yeah. <laughs> that was that pretty friendly. That first five seconds. <laughs> you know, I have one that, um, have you guys ever been to the original death row in Lincoln? Um, I think no. I, no. I used to work at the state penitentiary, and that was kind of like their, like, I guess, make it or break it. Like, are you really fit to be here? And they were like, oh, here's the original death row. And it's like under the auditorium in the church, which is the oldest church in Nebraska. And I was just like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just curious if you guys had been there. Um, if not, it would be an interesting one. So probably a very, I, I guess, like a high level one. Yeah. Especially since it's like people with mental health issues, I'm going to guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been to Ferrar. Iowa, it's called it's up by Des Moines, Iowa. It was an old schoolhouse. I think from roughly 1917 to 2002, it was a high school, through, elementary through high school. And uh, that's an interesting building because I saw it. Don and I both saw that night. I was setting up my camera to go into the gym, and I know the doors were all locked because I had the key with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we used to have a team member that would always go, What the hell when you see something? <laughs> and uh, that's exactly what I said when I saw a kid about maybe eight, nine years old run behind me, transparent, head on the suspender, a white shirt, black shoes, like and shorts, like a uniform. And he was fast. I chased him upstairs to the principal's office and he was gone. And I know the door was you know, locked and down. Saw him a little later. It might have been a different one. I think he's a little taller. Yeah, he was. So it might he ran been. into the officer, into the room. Or the, yeah. And whenever we go to them place to investigate we always tell the owner don't tell us what you've been seeing right yeah because okay. we want we don't want to be expecting yeah we want to catch it and uh that place the first the very first time we went there was with a psychic who's she's passed away her name is jackie cartner but uh the original custodian of the place had been he molested his own daughters his family lived in a house on him and one of one of his daughters was there that night and the thing i really remember we were up in the basically all the time our stage was. And it would get dark and light. 
dark and light. I mean, you can hmm. visually see both moon lightening and darkening. And uh, that was a interesting. That was an interesting experience in that. And we all heard a little girl laugh that time because yes. Laura did her what the hell. But that, <laughs> that just sticks in my mind how she's, you know, something was there when you heard her say that. And, uh, <laughs> she was pretty good with hearing stuff. Even Mike, who was hard to hear, and heard that little girl laugh. He did. It was a very interesting place. And my camera was set up in the principal's office one night, and it just kept going in focus and out of focus, right in front of me. And you could see the button being pushed, and you could see the. Uh, I was like, "What the heck?" And I was trying to touch the camera, and it wouldn't stop. And Vicky, Vicky was laughing because she said, "Somebody's messing with your camera." I said, "Well, that's kind of obvious." <laughs> and I think it might have been a kid. I'm not sure. I didn't. That makes sense. It's interesting because I, I didn't know about that about your first visit because when I went, there was a little boy on the upper floor that we met. So the the only full body well maybe there was one or two but my full body operation I saw was at Jocelyn Castle. I was walking around. We always do a baseline when we walk into a house. We look at the you take an EMF meter and put it near the plugs and electricity to see what's going to set it off. So we try to stay away from. And I looked up, and I remember seeing a girl dressed in a probably 1930s dress. Yeah. Uh, very thin. I thought it was a reenactor. Uh, she even nodded at me. Mm. I would walk around with, I think they call him a docent for the museum. And uh, I come back, walking back in, and she said, she looked at my face and said, you saw her, didn't you? <clears throat> I said, yeah, I did. And we went into a family picture, and it turned out it was Violet Jocelyn, her daughter. Violet Jocelyn. And for people who might not know, Jocelyn Castle is just, it's a... Uh... I wouldn't really even know how to describe it. It's just I don't know what it is at all, so yeah. Uh, it's, it's like a it's historical for, landmark that's yeah, now been yeah, kind of converted from Georgian, right out. Georgian Sarah Johnson's former home. Yep. And where is it? It's about 38th and Davenport. Oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's here. So like uh, the Jocelyn Museum, right. she built her husband, but their family, Violet's actually believe adopted daughter right. foster care. <laughs> so if you've heard of Child Saving Institute in Omaha, Sarah Joslyn was instrumental in founding yeah, yeah, one of the well, founders of that. But that was that one took me aback because that she looked just as real as me and me sitting here. So my immediate question <laughs> is how frequently do you guys get the shit scared out of you by these things? I'm sure it's pretty pedestrian by now. It's pretty normal to, to see things or experience things. But yeah. for like for like me, that'd be like Oh my god, I have, to, <laughs> I have to run away. Personally, I haven't had that moment yet. Really? No, nope, really? I have not. I'm more scared by other people and their reactions to things than I am by my own what I'm seeing. Because okay. I feel like sometimes, like if I'm seeing something, like I don't know if it's fake or not fake, I'm like, oh yeah. So, like, for example, I was at this concentration camp last summer called Sachsenhausen in Germany, and my friend and I got there, and I was telling her, I'm like, yeah, let's go up to that tower up there. And she's like, we can't go up there. I was like, yes, we can go up there. Like, there's two people up there right now. She's like, there's no one there. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then, so of course, we go over to the doors. I'm like, no, there's people up there. We can definitely go up there. We try out the doors. They're all locked. They're like, yeah, you guys can't go up there. I'm like, but there's people in there. And they're like, no one's in there. It's been closed down forever. Is that Dachau? No, it's Action Housing. See, I got to go for Dachau. I did too. Concentration camp. We did too. It was so draining, for sure. Very, especially if you're like you focusing, you can. Yeah, you're sensitive to stuff like that. So I bet that is definitely takes every 
I'm going to be a little bit selfish, and I'm, I've been to Dachau, so I'm really curious about your guys' um, experience at Dachau. Did you actually I did not at the time. I was there Nothing. for the military and we got oh, to go through it. Okay. So at that time I just went through it. Okay. And didn't have any experiences there. But when I do go back, I'm sure things will be different. Yeah, yeah. now that you know. Now that I know, yes. Talk out for me was beyond heavy. I don't think yeah. there's anything here that I've ever experienced except maybe when I was a child when that happened, that event happened, yeah. um, and I saw a lot of what I would call residual. So it would be reenactments, and it looks like a there's nothing in front of me. But as you as you look out, you can see things kind of flying out like a movie. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a happy place, so I didn't no. want to. Yeah. No, no. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I stare or look at details I just you know was trying to sh shake myself out of it there was a person there a real person <laughs> there and it was it was just it was I felt like I was uh, spying in on someone's yeah. last days it was just horrible yeah I, was I, I remember that the air there is just heavy and I remember one of the most shocking things to me was you know you go into that area and then you go into the museum part and it shows you the map and you realize yes. all this forest that you drove through for miles was all it and this is just this one preserved area and you're just like and they actually have an original barrier which is still barred off where the experiments were done yeah you can look in but you can't go in yeah you can just kind of yeah. there's a, the people of of the city want it removed from the history books and want the whole place burned. Really? They don't want it to be known. They don't want their town to be known for anything like that in any nature. Hmm. So they don't encourage, you know, visitors. They don't, they're not necessarily nice to you. They're not mean, but they're, they yeah. don't, they just want it to go. Right. Not a point of pride, of course. It's just, yeah. you know. Right. But oh. Sorry. I wouldn't investigate there personally because that's not an idea of fun for me it's not a yeah. I think no. too like anytime a lot. Mm -hmm. that we go into investigations we try to go in with respect yeah, and open-mindedness and yes. not challenging to make things happen we don't want to make things happen yeah. we just want to capture what's already going on or what's already there and or how's our tools I mean if there's a way we can yeah. do that too but especially at the Liska expert us yes show them respect there's six people murdered there yeah so. Yeah, and there, there was there's definitely a dark entity there. I there think, is. I think it was created by all the people visiting. It's taken on a life of its own. Um, I did see see a team member scratched there, and I saw a team member scratched at Spokane Jail. But unfortunately, Spokane Jail, one of the gentlemen was challenging. Yeah, and he got what he asked for, and he was asked to leave the group because. Uh, we don't do that kind of thing. We don't mess with the Ouija boards or, like Ashley said, we go on with respect and we just tell them we're documenting. We're not yeah. there to judge or we just document what's there. We even went to the grave site and laid flowers on the grave site for mm -hmm. the family and bring little toys and talk to them and tell them before we go there that we're going. So yes. it's, it's, the whole idea is respect, respect and honor. Yes. So you kind of talked about some, obviously, some things you don't use, like the Ouija boards. What kind of 
um, instruments or yeah. mechanics, I guess, do you use? Well, actually, the best instrument I think we have is uh, dowsing rods. Okay. Uh, and the reason I think so is we got it down in Ashley and we're all pretty good at working with them. You ask yes, no, and ask for the cross for yes, open for no of the hops. Oh, okay. And it's been about as accurate as I've ever it seen. For me, it is. That's yeah. Yeah. what correlated when we looked at our evidence later, or the history of the place, we found out. Uh, we, we do use infrared camera. Um, we also have uh, voice recorders. That's by far the most evidence you catch is electronic voice and it's, it's actually quite active in some places. Uh, like Renee was saying earlier, some of the hauntings we think are residual. It's like a movie playing over and over, but there's also some interaction with spirits, we call it an intelligent hauntings, where they interact with you and answer questions. And uh, in fact, the, the one that was most scariest for me was we were in a place called Edinburgh Manor over by Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And I, Don was there with us and I saw a I think you might have saw it too. We, there was a, a big entryway. It was probably a door, probably seven foot six tall, about six foot wide, and this entity took up the whole door. It had huge shoulders. It was pure black. And um, I had, when you visit there, you use the restroom. There's a cottage outside you have to go use because yeah. the building's got no power or water in it. And uh, I could I could hear this huge animal in the, in the bushes. And I, I know what dogs sound like and wolves and coyotes. I used to hunt a trap. And I knew it wasn't normal. Well, I, I knew it was there. I could feel it. And I was downstairs pursuing it with a couple of people. And all of a sudden, I saw it. And I was trying to take a picture. And I got violently ill. Never, I don't usually ever get sick like that. And uh, You were sick that night. <laughs> yes. Um, I was told later by a shaman that we consult with that if I had my spirit guide actually made me sick. So I wouldn't find the spirit and go in and it didn't want to be found. I think it was a land spirit or something that was there long before the place was even built. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't say what it was, but the spirit guide taught me a lesson to uh, be a little more respectful and be a little more watchful of what I'm doing. In fact, I was pretty sick until somebody threw holy water on me. And I was a little skeptical of that, but once it did, I was fine. <laughs> I, everything disappeared. I never had that happen before. And that was a fairly active place. Uh, there was a guy that hanged himself in the, uh, one of the rooms or committed suicide. It was like a old, uh, in those days, Institute. they were dumping grounds for people with any mental disease, or even if they were poor. And old people that didn't know anybody to take care of them, they put them there. And uh, we had a instrument with us. I haven't used it for a while, but it was, uh, what was that little, uh, use it for games. With the skeleton, with the, you can see this. Yeah, you can see a skeleton with with the noose around its neck. So you know the connect. Yeah, the connect. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. 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 Yeah. And the I connect from Xbox. Okay. By the way. <laughs> and I not sponsored. I actually yeah. emailed the inventor of Connect and asked him. He said that thing should not pick up anything but humans because it's not made to pick up inanimate objects or even animals. And we could see, and somehow that was that computer, I lost it somehow. And what was the farm we did down by Glenwood? I can't remember the name. Yeah, there was, was. A, there was a private farm. Private, and yeah. there was a cemetery up on the hill, and you could see. There was a cemetery behind it. 18, 
1850s was the oldest. I think it was some Mormons maybe that settled there around Glenwood. And I could see a little girl looking as plain as day around a tree with that connect. And I somehow, I don't know how, but I lost that footage somehow. And uh, you could just see her peeking around the tree just like that at us. And I was trying to run around the tree and catch one there. Gone. Didn't have any, I think she was shy. And, uh, but that was... She deleted your footage. Yeah, she did. It's, it's, energy it's interesting. Well, I think some of them don't want to be saw. They were just, I think she was curious what we were yeah. doing. But uh, I didn't have any more luck. That's very interesting to me. My yeah. whole family's buried at Glenwood. <laughs> yeah, that's where my so, family's from. So it's like... Grandma, Grandma Dolly. <laughs> they're all related. Really it was an interesting <laughs> uh, place to go. Very interesting. And one thing, I, I don't know if they, these folks agree, maybe they do, but I've noticed I can, I've seen things, but I more feel them when yeah. we go in yeah. somewhere. And uh, when I get around other people who have those kind of abilities, mine gets heightened, it gets sharper. Mm -hmm. And it actually, because usually between ghost hunts, I shut everything off. Yeah. Because my wife said, don't bring them home. Yeah. Even though she don't believe me. And I always have two skeptics, my neighbor and my wife put my evidence over because they were they don't believe me. Yeah. So she doesn't believe in it, but she doesn't want you to bring it home. Correct, right. <laughs> She's actually been very tolerant of me coming home at four in the morning, five in the morning, some latest I think was six. And it's a very interesting hobby, but it's a lot of boredom. There there's a lot of you have periods usually we know it's between nine and about midnight. It it kinda no pun intended, it's dead. Yeah. And then it like recharges <laughs> and things start happening a little but bit. We actually later. think there's more spirits during the day because there's more energy with the sunlight and stuff. But oh. it's so noisy out you can't really, because people are doing everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's an, it's a very interesting field. It, I, it does prove to me that there's an afterlife. I don't know if it's quite as, I'm not going to get into a discussion about what it is. It's yeah. Right. But there is an afterlife. Well, and also I think it depends on the land on and around the facility because mm -hmm. you know wonder water is a conduit in many cases or if you have kids on the property that can heighten things if you have people that have uh, personal issues going on that are um, emotional yeah. you know that can mm -hmm. increase it when it doesn't need to be it, there's like a lot of things that you have to look at if you're debunking something just to make sure that you know, what is real is real. And yeah, one of the funny real. ones we were involved in in Ralston at a house was, and there were definitely, it was the old man who built the house and his wife, and the new people that were living there. Uh, it, it was, uh, you know, piles of clothes and stuff everywhere in the basement. It kind of looked like my room. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, I know what piles for just today for tomorrow. Anyway, we had a shaman assistant to work with that we worked with come out there and, and the first thing I noticed was people started piling on cars coming in they were smoking weed which I don't really care but it you know contaminates the environment yeah and uh, so she came out and found the old man was not happy with the drugs uh, how they, they were in the process of uh, whenever you start refurbishing a home or remodeling a lot of times they're upset because it's not the same as when they lived there and the wife was very angry because her kitchen had changed. They had remodeled the kitchen. And the person there sealed up, we sealed up the doorways in the house along the foundation with sea salt, which made it so they couldn't come back in. But 
we told them next time we do an investigation, because we, sometimes we have to ask people what they're taking for prescriptions yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. And you have to be real careful because there was a couple places we went which we're going to try to open up as a haunted venue. Sure. And I found cameras and microphone wrappers. Mm -hmm. So I told them, don't waste our time. No. Uh, I think the most haunted place I've ever been to was at the Whaley House in San Francisco. Uh, no, San Diego. Oh, yeah. And uh, we, we visited there during the day when I went back at night and got invited by the this guy who looked like something from Dr. Seuss. He had on a big hat and he, was, he ran the place. I really liked him. He was very eccentric, but he was really cool to talk to. Uh, and there was definitely spirits there. Yeah. You could just tell as soon as you walked in. Can you feel when they're bad? Yes. Yes. It, it, and, and like I said, there's a at the place we do in Lincoln, there is one there. Ashley and I and Don and I were there one time at, by the elevator. They were using the they were using yeah. the dowsing rods. We call him the jokester because I think he's doing things on purpose. <laughs> but that's the first time I ever got physical pains. I had physically had chest pains, like someone had heart attack. Yeah. And I think you were experiencing yeah. breathing. We both were. Yeah, and so that was kinda intense and we actually had to leave for a little bit. You have to go outside and let things yeah. go. But that was definitely there's some uh, definitely well, whatever you were in life, if you were crabby Follows you in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst. Happy. <laughs> I think Velisca was the worst one that I ever had. I was in the attic up there at about three in the morning and I started shaking like a leaf on a tree. And I usually don't get too scared about anything. I was shaking like a leaf on a tree and I had to back out there. There was something that was very evil in there. I'm not sure exactly. I didn't stick around to find out. I had to go outside. Like you, this is what I had always thought too, especially about that place. My friends wanted to go for fun. I don't want to go because I was wondering too when you bring all those people in and they're opening doors, and that's exactly what they're seeking out. Like you said, it might not even be what they originally, you know, yeah. go. Yeah, I think it just creates more negative energy. Well, one, it's a place that you pay to go into, yeah. so people from all over can go to it, and you don't know what they're bringing in with them. So, you know, the group before you might have gone like earlier that week with the Ouija board and yeah. try to challenge some things. And then you go on the next day like, hey, we're new. And it's just like pure evil. Yeah. But like something, you know, you never know what people are doing. Yeah. Cool. I was going to say, you need right. to tell them that one. That was hilarious. Tom and I and another member had a uh, experience. We were up. She was laying on the mom and dad. This is at Velisca, the expert house. She's laying on the bed where the mom and dad were axed. And she had the device where you could tell temperature change between cold and heat. And Tom, either you came out of the blue bedroom, but you said that your toes or your feet were cold and things were cold. Anyway, I'm standing to the left of Tom and she points the gun right in between us and there is a cold spot. So that confirmed that Tom is feeling something, not knowing what was said or who it was in between us. We went home, uh, reviewed the audio and found out that I'm, I'm trying to remember the question that I had asked, but anyway, the, whoever it was came out with, I like that new jerk. 
referring, <laughs> referring to me. Yeah. And I was new at the time. So. Yeah. It was actually pretty funny. One. It was. It was. Yeah. It was humorous. It was just funny how it responded. Like that new jerk. And I think. I think they, they know you're coming before you get there. They do. Yeah. There's some kind of mental telepathy, or they, can, they know what we're doing because you can just tell they know when you're there. The first time you asked me about, I said no because I could tap into some of that, and it wasn't a place I wanted to go. So it wasn't until the second and third time that I went because there was. Yeah. You could definitely. Yeah, and we found graves, two or three of them. There's people buried on the property, and I don't think they were. Uh, Should we explain what that is? Well, we could, but it's it's an undisclosed location again. Okay. Uh, to mention, yes. Just it's a mansion. We have kind of exclusive rights to. Oh, I don't think we're thinking about the same place. Then. <laughs> no, it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's quite a place because every time you go there, we do get. So even like last DVDs. night we were there and like stuff started falling off the walls and I was like showing people like dowsing rods and right they were answering that questions. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then stuff was falling behind me. I was like, normally <coughs> if there's nothing here, like these would just sit here like this. Like I'm just trying to explain it to you. And they're like, mm-hmm. like just moving back and forth. And I was like, yep, so there's a spirit with us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. And then like this tape falls off the wall. I was like, oh my God. And when well, I remember the first time I went, you guys were, we were just getting there and it wasn't even dark yet and the lights on the front of the house were all going. <laughs> Let's get yeah. to up. Oh yeah, and then the other time we were there and the lights outside that we thought were on like a timer were going off. And we went out, tried to like get them to go on again, like motion detection. Mm-hmm. He's back in and like minutes later, Oh, they're on again. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. try to go back out. We checked into it. And we're like, okay. Wow. <laughs> as long as you go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Lincoln's an interesting place because yeah. we met that, that guy that owns it. It's called the Robert's Cave. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And he was telling us about the ghost mm-hmm. that he thinks there. And uh, it was interesting because it was sealed up the last time I, I, I drove over there to take a look at it. It was yeah. sealed up. Now he's reopened it for tours. It's an interesting, I'm going to have to go. I haven't been there yet. Lots of different kind of locations all around Nebraska. But we've also been to Onawa, Iowa, the public library. and It's called the Monona County Veterans Museum. And one of the most interesting ones, there was a gentleman there who was a, I think it was a B-25 bomber pilot in World War II. And he taught classes to the kids, local kids there. And he passed on, and we asked one night, who's here with us? And his name was Archie, and we got it real clear. I we think you asked it. I did. We did get Archie. And we got Archie right away. Um, but that place has got, we picked up a Korean War vet. Mm-hmm. Don, Don had a lot of contact with that individual. But, and he stays there, if I remember right. That's Both of them are there, they, Archie they, and they, the other vets. That's where they stay. We, we asked if they go to heaven, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. My belief is they can come and visit us. I don't believe that they actually stay, but they come and visit places where we live. Yeah, when you were talking about how sometimes it seems like a movie, um, I was wondering if that's more of like a purgatory-ish thing. Um, if you're talking Jeremy and Doc Alex, it's, it's not good. But yeah, I feel like anywhere that there's like a high trauma or something like yeah. that, it's just visual, so just like yeah. complain. 
but it doesn't mean that that person hasn't like crossed over and moved on. It's just a replay of energy, possibly. Yeah. It's like a footprint onto the Yeah. Body. It was uh, interesting because yeah. when we first started going to the UNL Paranormal Society, uh, Dave Paris, who's the director of that, had taken some uh, soil samples with minerals, Nebraska minerals, from UFO sites and also haunted sites. So we put in, we took a battery and we put an electrical charge onto these soil samples that are minerals, and we came back 24 hours later and it was still fully charged. Wow. So we're thinking that something, some material, stores the electrical energy because our, our brains are electric, our thoughts are electric, and we're thinking once energy is created, you can change it, but you can't destroy it. And uh, that's what I like about the UNO Paranormal Society. We don't just look at hauntings or UFO. It, you also look at the science around it. Yeah. Love that. And it was, we conducted a portal, the yeah. Paris portal he built to like recharge ionized veins to get more energy. So we actually did experiments with that where if we had it on, would we get more EVPs? Would we get more activity? And we did. So we would bring it with us around campus and stuff like that. And so that was kind of cool. And then we did a microphone blind. We did some rewiring so that way it would not capture eyes, but it would only capture EVPs. Yeah. That one I'm not sure how successful because we didn't convert anything over, but always trying things. Which there's a mixing a song mixing program called audacity and it's free for public and we, we use that to gauge evp because you can we can speak into it and it will tell you it will graph your voice yeah right. and below a certain threshold i don't remember the exact decibels is it's impossible for a human to go that that's where we capture right. most of that EVPs and, EVPs. Like and that. It's, it's really amazing how you can catch that stuff with you can also enhance it and clear up some of the they have a, noise and stuff we like got a that. class A, which is very audible. Class B is usually cleaned it up a little bit. C is barely audible, but you can you can. It's something. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When there's like other programs D. that will like 3D graph everything too, and so like you know that women's voices are within a certain range of hertz. Mm -hmm. Same thing for male voices. So if you really, really want to prove that it's an EVP, that yeah. you're not faking it, you could record everyone's voices. Right and upload them all and be like, yeah, this is definitely an EVP. It doesn't match any of our voices. So that's really cool yeah. too. And I believe you would know there was something in my house, personally, that was, I think you, it was, you and group did it and it was determined it was not, am I correct? Or, Probably, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was not mine or something. Well, and it's- it Definitely wasn't my voice. Sometimes <laughs> like, on like EVPs and stuff, like spirits can manipulate their voice to match someone else's voice. Oh yeah, you right? can do that. And yes. so like, yeah. when we were at this museum a few weeks ago, I thought they, they were calling my name. I was like, what? And they're like, I was like, did you guys call me over here? And they're like, we didn't even say your name. Right. I was like, but I heard it. <laughs> like, it was totally you guys following me. And they're like, no. We were doing an EVP session and Don, Don heard a book hit the floor or something and threw the book off the shelf. Yeah. And it landed quite a ways from where it should have been on the shelf. Yeah. No, I did not hear the book. Oh, you saw it. So, oh, you saw it. No, did not see it. what happened is he had walked the aisles, <laughs> and then oh, I was right. talking yes. in this area, and I was like, I'm getting so bored. This place is so quiet. <laughs> right. I was like, if you want me to leave, like, you will make a book fall tonight. You will make that happen, and then I'll leave. So it was only within about 20 minutes of him not walking the aisles and me saying that, that as we were, me, I was leaving, we were walking and through the aisles 
father's book in yeah. the middle of one of the aisles and whatnot. And I think the funny part of it was the title of the book. It was called Light It Up. And that whole night, we're all like, light up our K2 meters, light yeah. it up. Yep. And so just the fact that it was that title was kind of funny. I did show them the pictures. <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so kind of the cool. funny story is where that book landed was five feet away next to his other book. Mm-hmm. And, but the book that where it came out, it was misplaced. So I like, like she, like Ashley was saying all night, they kept saying, light it up. <clears throat> and definitely a jokester ghost because they he put it, yeah, he put it next to where it should be five feet away. Well, and then the camera angles caught it, or did not catch that. So the camera right. angles from this facility get the row before the row after, but not that. It did not that's catch that, that row where I still have to review my camera. Yeah. I had a camera on that aisle. I, but I that was after the up. effect. Right. That's true. Right. That's right. Yeah. But then I was yeah. like, all right, I'm leaving. Thanks for making this Gotta keep your word. I love <laughs> the idea. Your word. Yeah. I love the idea that like, in your afterlife, you'd like still be concerned about organization and like, <laughs> right? like, like respect, respect the Dewey Decimal <laughs> System. Please put it back in the right place. Please. <laughs> like lots of the whole space in between the other books. Yeah. Like, oh, it came from this area, but it was. Yeah, he sent. He showed us, us the picture. Yes. Yeah. And if we could post that to the Instagram, yeah. that would be then awesome. That's, that's five feet away. And then the name of the book lighted up. Yeah. Anyway, on November, was a good night. on November 2nd, we're going to go back to the library for a reveal of the evidence that we found. Okay. And uh, we do a fundraiser for the library and the museum, 100% of whatever's raised goes split. They split between the two facilities. It's really a, cool. a neat place to go visit. And the public out there, they just love it. They support the community out there. So, And the, the I call it the lightning bolt of the library. That's Lori, the librarian whenever she's there it gets busy mm-hmm. i think that she's the magnet they're attracted to and several investigations we went on we called down the ghost magnet because they start showing up and dies around he attracts spirits and uh, i think uh my first real experience with haunting other than what i said about my sister i was at the myrtles plantation down in louisiana i was down in new orleans for a navy school and i yeah, might as well drive up there and see what it's like and that's with cleo right Huh? Yes, Chloe. Okay. Chloe. 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 Chloe is her name. Anyway, um, I asked him if I could walk the house alone in between tours because I wanted to see. She goes, well, we like people like you. You're a skeptic, right? And I said, well, I'll tell you, prove it to me. I went down in snow spot like where we could blow smoke or put perfume out in smoke. And we were in the front room and they had uh, chimneys at both ends of the, the, I think it was, they called it the men's room where the men all went after dinner to smoke and what have you. And it was cold, but I said, well, that's a natural draft. When you have these like two chimneys, you're going to get cold air. Yeah. And I guess I'd stick around and like you. <laughs> so anyway, I was getting ready to head back to the base, and they told me their security guard had called in sick and like, wouldn't mind sticking around. And I said, well, what do I get out of it? So I got to spend the night, and that's usually about 250 a room. Wow. wow. And my room was next to a, a young mom, probably in her 30s, and she had a early teenage, maybe 12-year-old daughter. Middle of the night, they came out of their room and screamed. And, uh, now, with that in mind, I went in the room. My hair was already on and from screaming. I didn't see anything, but I'm pretty sure that place is haunted. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm almost sure. Oh, it's it was it was a really interesting uh, visit to that place. And there's actually a the the lady that wrote the book. I actually worked with the person who was a friend of hers, and she comes home on visits. And keep trying to get an interview set up with her. I haven't been successful yet, but I'm gonna keep working on it. It's, it was an interesting place to go. Seen a lot of travel channel episodes on the Myrtle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the parts are history though were different. Supposedly how they got up in those days was they had slavery. Yeah. Right. And to get a favored position would be in, inside the house mm-hmm. where you probably had a longer lifespan. And supposedly this girl was his mistress, this young girl. And she would listen in on gossip and that way they could move their move up in the household. I got I got something on you. Yeah. And they said that they cut her hair off. Yeah. Uh, for gossiping, which might be true, but and her tale shows that, that she made uh, a uh, birthday cake for the two yeah. kids, and then had oleander, which is a uh, it's a poison. But they also had a antidote for it. Well, she didn't get the antidote in in time when they died. Well, actually, if you look at the history, they died of yellow fever. So, oh. and they said she was hung. It, I mean, yeah, it's really yeah. quite. Oh, wow. Okay, because yeah, I mean, it's it's the case. Right, but it, it, it's still on house. It was, uh, you could tell just when you walk in, it was on. But it was really interesting. So, so I, I'm curious um, a little bit more on your two specialties. Um, <laughs> I know that you talked about um, in the story a, a while ago about like the pressure on your heart. You mm-hmm. said you talked about with his mom and bath and stuff like yes. that. Yeah. Um, what are some things that like, um, if you went to go help a family that you might feel or, yeah, I guess. So I kind of describe it as like feeling the way that somebody passed, but then also feeling like the relief of it afterwards. So the first time that I really had a really strong experience, I was helping out a family where son had committed suicide. And I just remember walking into that house and getting into his bedroom and I just started panicking like I couldn't breathe and yeah. they're like what's wrong with you and I'm like I couldn't breathe and my body just felt so heavy so I started getting these kind of like I don't know just some thoughts in my head of like oh what could happen this and that and I said to them afterwards I said I think he's happy that he's gone now I said was he schizophrenic and they said yes and then I said did he drown himself? And they're like, yes. I was like, wow. So the long story short is he ended up overdosing on pills and high bricks to his body and drowned himself about two blocks away from their house. And so I was kind of talking to them a little bit about that. But it's like almost like once I said all that, like I stopped feeling that. So that was probably one of the scariest experiences that I ever had one because it was just so recent and so young yeah and um and then like going back through audio and video and stuff later if you're like in his room like they're like little orbs just like everywhere just like flowing around crazy around his stuff and we got EVPs with his voice and we had like pool balls moving and weight sounds um and stuff like that and so giving that back to the family if they wanted it also, um, like when working with families that have lost loved ones, we try to invite the family if they feel comfortable to investigate with us, like letting them hold on to the dowsing rods and asking yeah. their questions. 
because majority of the time I feel like they'll communicate with their family and more so than like us or strangers yeah Yeah. so it's like what are you doing in here like you're a stranger like get out of here so like um, a few weeks ago I was in this house and it was built in the 1850s and it used to be a funeral home most of them has nine kids and all the bedrooms were originally the viewing rooms of bodies. Yeah. So they didn't have a lot of paranormal stuff going on. <laughs> and her son just passed away a few months ago. And we're like, yeah, he doesn't like people in his room. We're like, well, do you mind if we go into his room? <laughs> like, because we want to get answers for you. Like, what do you want to ask? So at first she didn't want to go with us. And we're like, that's fine. Like, just, you know, try and get permission. Like, where do you want us to go? Where do you want us to stay out of? And, um, I got into this room and I was sitting on the floor and I instantly felt uncomfortable. My flashlight went out. I was like, oh boy. And um, here we go. <laughs> and I get out the dowsing rods and they won't even stay steady. They are spinning in my hands, about ready to poke my eye out. Oh, no. And the spirit box yells, get out of here. And so I'm like, so I don't think I'm going to stay in this room anymore. <laughs> so they're going to get out of here. Do you think? You know, whatever. So we leave and go to other places in this huge house and whatnot. Well, then later, um, his mom uh, came up to the room, and it was a lot calmer. Like, your family wants, like, we're here because your family wants us here. You know, and so she kind of just getting those experiences. Like, the dowsing rods calmed down. They were answering questions and things like that and then later on like checking with her like do you want copies of anything like if we find stuff do you want it she's like no she's like this experience was enough for me to feel better about everything she's like i don't even you know need anything else other than just this experience so those are just some of the ones um that i've worked with families but otherwise like other places that i've gone to i feel like i've experienced like being shot uh, being hung, my brother and his wife lived in this apartment downtown, and they were out of town. And they're like, "Can I even stay in our apartment?" We were going to bed and like waking up in the middle of the night, seeing this like woman from like the Great Depression or something, like hanging her own child. And I was like, "Okay, I can't think of this. Like, I don't have like a like scary vibe like that. This is crazy." And then it's like sleep paralysis. So I, you know go to work in the morning and I like call my brother's wife and I'm like, hey, um, like I think your guys' apartment's haunted. Like it really scared me. And I can like still see her in my head. I would like to draw a picture. And um, she's like, well actually I'm really concerned about your brother. And I said, why? She goes, well he keeps having like sleep paralysis since we moved in. Like there's something, he keeps saying that there's something like sitting on his chest like holding him down and he can't communicate. Like, he literally just has to stare at me and wake me up. I was like, oh, interesting. I was like, I have that experience at your apartment. <laughs> and so they moved out, and then everything's better since. Right. My family would rather not hear about things. <laughs> yeah. So, Ashley, you describe yourself as a medicinal empath, yeah. correct? Renee, how do you identify? What, what, what term do you use? Clarestinian. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it kind of depends. It's changed over the years. Um, I do medium work, but it's not, none of this is anything I just, uh, I don't plan to do, it just happens, so yeah. it's not really a, yeah. it's, it's a tool, and sometimes I am ready for it when it happens, and other times it's not, I'm not, and. <laughs> sometimes, um, like you said, you're at Applebee's, just trying to like, 
Yeah, <laughs> it was my boss too, out. so it was you know oh, wow. very strange. So there, it just feels like it, coming yeah. through whenever they feel like yeah. it. Yeah. So, but I've always had something going on, and even non-spirit related. Um, I just went a month ago. We went to so when my family passed, we took some clothes to Salvation Army, and I was walking in to find out where to drop off because the location was closed, and I got dizzy, and I looked over at the gal at the counter and. You could tell it was her, and I said, "Are you feeling dizzy?" She said, "Yeah, I need to sit down." And there was others around us, and so we got her chair. And she said, "How did you know I was dizzy?" I said, "I don't know." So when I walked out, when I walked out, it left. So wow. there's just things that happened that um, something similar to that happened with me at a family dinner, where my sister-in-law was sitting across from me. I was like, is your, is your uh, throat really sore right now? Because I was totally fine before this. She's like, yeah, like, I have a strapped throat. And I was like, oh, interesting. Because I can feel it. Like, oh, leave the room. Oh, can you believe? And then, and then, like, afterwards, I was totally fine again. I was like, gosh, I sure hope I don't get strapped throat from there. Yeah, I get that. There's but like, just random. I work at a local campus, let's just say. Okay. And, okay. um, uh, in my walk in, there was times that I was having issues and I had no idea what it was. And at some point I had to go to emergency because it was my throat. And um, I just finally had to say, enough is enough. I have my boundaries, I'm not doing this. You know, I need to leave. So it was um, the same thing happened when yeah. I went to one of their first nighttime investigations and I didn't know anything about Carolyn Nevins. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I was walking from my car and <laughs> Carolyn met me on the way in. And so it was I remember because you like came up to me and you're like, hey, actually, yeah. um, so Carolyn yeah. Nevins, uh, yeah, like so in I, your backseat, she, 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 she took me to where she was laying and she, yeah. you know, she showed me what had happened and so things just happen and you don't what to do with that it's rather uh, yeah. just you have you know as as it happens more frequently you can, you, I don't know if you ever get used to it but you mm. kind of know how to react but now it's like I said but really like setting your boundaries and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. 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 important in general and investigating like going into a place and meeting a place I mean some of ritual yeah. Well, yeah and I even had um, I haven't told any of this actually but I even had a situation where I was hearing a past loved one and I say that to someone who's alive but I'm hearing their voice and their notations and their uh, the way they say things just to, so I would communicate with them yeah. which just made me angry when I said that mm -hmm. so, so not when, a, when someone is trying to communicate with you I mean um, if you relay a message or, you know, you, does that bring a sense of, of, of relief or, I mean, what, what what's that experience I think like? so. Either that or it, like, ends a relationship, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I have a funny story. I met this guy one time and he needed a ride. So I gave him a ride and we're driving around. <laughs> and I was telling him, I said, um, hey, that necklace that you're wearing, is that from your grandfather? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he was like, yeah, he was so freaked out, you guys. I thought he was going to jump out of the car. I was like, 
yeah, like, did he just recently pass away? He's like, you're wearing it. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, and I'm just getting pictures in my head at this point. I'm like, oh, you live in this house? And he's like, yeah. It's like, cool. Uh, I don't know why I'm telling you any of this. <laughs> and then um, I was like, yeah, did you get a tattoo about him? But like, you misspelled something? He's like, oh my God. I was like, all right. And then I dropped him off and I was like, Never saw him again. Never saw him again, but it kind of, I feel like, brought him a little bit of comfort. But then yeah. I realized, before I say things out loud to people, I asked them, like, do you want to know something? Yeah. <laughs> Same thing happened with my mom one time. We were sitting in the living room, and I was like, yeah, Grandpa keeps showing me, like, in my dreams, like, these yellow roses. I don't know why. Oh, my gosh, I thought my mom was going to, like, spot me and be like, stop it. Stop it right now. She was so freaked out. She's like, I don't want to hear about wow. this. She's like, I said, well, why? Why don't you want to hear about this? I'm just telling you what I'm thinking. And he's been passed for a very long while now. She's like, I was just at the cemetery and I left yellow roses. How did you know that? Wow. I, said, I just had a dream. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. But I just wait for someone to ask or if I hear something that connects me and I go, oh, okay. So that's, it's hard to know. So, yeah, well, even like when we come across like words or phrases or things like that, that might not mean anything to us, but it really is just meant for somebody else. Whether they tell us it's, it makes sense to them or not, sometimes it's just saying it and putting it out there, I guess. Yeah, and a lot of times it doesn't make sense to us, but then we bring it up and they go, oh, that's... It's perfectly relevant. Like, 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 really, really happy about that. <laughs> we did this investigation one time. We both came up with the same name. Just We just said it, and then did some dowsing rod stuff, and they're like, yeah, we heard this name, like, it's just in our head. Here's this name. Don't know what to do with it. But it's interesting when we come up with the same things. I think that's really well, cool. What, what I like is everybody's abilities are a little bit different, but it's funny how they all lead to the same answer. Right. I mean, their abilities are really out there. I mean, they're really good at what they do, but other people will pick up on it. And to me, that's pretty interesting. Like, Actually, so you come to the same conclusion, but mm-hmm. might one might be physical, one might be a thought, one might be a, a dream. How it's it all ties in together somehow. That's always interesting. Everybody's abilities are different, but end up coming to the same conclusion. And John's is always like spot on. I feel like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You'll> say it. <laughs> what are is there is there a particular example that comes to mind about John and his? Well, just in general, I don't know. Like, I just feel like whenever Don's around, like, we always end up getting stuff. And then really with dowsing rods and stuff, too. But even, like, EVPs, I feel like we're, like, the jackpot of them most of the time. Why are they gone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be in the room. <laughs> yeah. It just has to be there. Yeah, that's happened yeah, several. Right? Yeah, almost every time we go somewhere, that happens. Yeah. Wow. Ring down, and here they come. <laughs> Well, that can be the case in investigations, too. Like, if I do house cleansings or if you do businesses where they have children present, too, there's times that I've done it where you do it with everyone present, and then you ask the children to leave and the other people to leave Mm -hmm. because the results might not be the same. So Mm -hmm. the children, the spirit is very likely to... Children are more open than adults, generally. So so, um, things, when the children leave, oftentimes the activity goes away. I think too, like going into an investigation and doing like EVP sessions or things like that, like 
female, like an all-female session, an all-male session, mm-hmm. and then you put some of us together and we end up Different. getting really? more or less. It kind of mm-hmm. just depends, but making sure that like we try to different ones. Wow. Oh, I would so, have never thought of that. Yeah. But by far, I think that this is my take on it. Doesn't mean yeah. you agree or disagree with me. That's fine. Is that we when we use females, we've got more. But the conclusion that I think they're more sensitive, more emotional, or something of that, I'm not sure what it is. They're just like more motherly, also, so people just feel comforted. Spirits feel comforted. Come on, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Only exception is Don, really, to this. I will say, I don't know how, how true this is scientifically, but empathically, people that are generally empathic, people generally come to them. Tell them their problems. Yeah. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know if it's absolute, but that's general. And so I've always been one of those, and you probably have too. Yeah. So people will come and say, I had a friend when I worked in another location um, who said, you know, his dad had passed, and he had his dad died with his uh, wedding ring on his finger. And he came to me and said, just out of the blue, dad's ring showed up on our dresser. And he'd been buried for two weeks. Oh, and, and I said, So why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you everything. And it just Honestly, happens that way. It just you're, you're like, okay. <laughs> Obviously okay. he wanted you to have it. <laughs> we call that the bartender face. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 So that's sort of a, it's part like of the part of the gift or the ability, I would say. Okay. You know, it's sort of a <laughs> You're more open to some of that, but you have to filter some of that stuff. It's also emotionally draining. Yeah. So yeah. what do you think about that? You have to have them. Yeah. Or you replace them. What? Then the same thing too. It's you're not. You're supposed to observe, not absorb. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the big thing with us that um, people, as far as my childhood goes, like with that very first right. instance, I was absorbing that, and it was I had no idea what it was about. Right. Hence, I prayed no more. So it's yeah. it's a little scary when it's in a format you're not comfortable. Yeah, so. and especially being so young. But if you notice, each one of us, we all have different abilities. Yeah, yeah. Every one of us, just. And that's perfect. How yeah, it is, it, and it makes a good team. Right. Yeah. It really does. How big is, is the whole, like the whole team? The whole team. Heartland. How big? Oh, there's five of us that are active. There's about six or seven. Used about five more. One moved to Texas. Okay. We we actually she's very psychic. We still use her mm-hmm. before we go to an investigation. And she's always spot on with what happens. It's pretty amazing. I mean, she can be down in Texas and still tell us what we're doing. And say, well, don't go into that room because there's something oh, in there. Okay. And that's living in Texas. So wow. she is good. Yeah. Well, you can do that. Like I said. One of the cases that was we had in Lincoln when they had first asked me to go, I kind of fell into that and decided, no, this is not a good time. So, so you can tell. The last time we went there, like to investigate back in like April or whatever, and I had that dream that I told you guys about it, Mm -hmm. and then yeah, I had this crazy dream, and then I was like, "Ah, okay, we'll see how this plays out. And then we go, and I got some really weird EVPs and like stuff going on. in the area in my dream was like the stairwell. Well, that's where things like things were happening over there. I said, Oh yeah, my dream was right on. Interesting. Well last time when I pulled up I could see a person yeah. the window from the room we were using. Yes. Every time we get there it's 
looks like a lamp. Were you hear when you got out of your car? Oh, I could tell as soon as we walked in, they were waiting. Yeah. You can just feel, uh, I feel like some people see it, some hear it. Yeah. It, I was just it's, it. it's a little different every time you go somewhere. It, yeah. You don't always feel it. Sometimes you see it. Sometimes you, somebody speaks about what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. you go, wow, that's just what I was thinking about. So our team like all plays pretty well. Like the more frequent that we go to some of these places, like the more stuff we end up getting later on. Absolutely. So you got to build a relationship. Sure. And be knowing. I mean, just like, like you're going as a stranger, who knows? Yeah, but like I said, you go in respectfully and you kind of already know what you're looking for or wanting to ask, or in general. Some of the time you're just sitting there and we're not even doing anything and we yeah. capture stuff. Yeah. Like, eating, I think I was eating pizza or something, like a cookie. You can hear me eating, <laughs> like on the audio, because I don't turn it off. I'm just sitting there eating, and it was like, um, it was like, uh, Oh my god, I can't remember what it said. I have to look it back again, but I almost feel like it was like you're gonna die later. Your message from a spirit, and be like, I don't even really remember what they said. I have to go back. And look. I would never <laughs> forget that. into my memory. But then you have to stop and process because yeah. you're with people and you're having a conversation. You're like, yeah. well, the best you're thing at each other. is like going back through audio later. Like I might go back through stuff like three months later and be like, oh my god, how did I not? How like, did you miss that? How did I miss that yeah. before? Yeah. Like, oh my god, it was right there. Or like. You're just thankful that you didn't go through it that night because you would have probably scared yourself <laughs> and laughed. Yeah. Well, I would say, like, stop using my name. Something else, a probably good case for you, but I, we've never talked about it, oh, yeah. is that if I go to a location, I don't want to know anything yeah. about yeah. it, so I don't want to know okay. the history. These good guys awesome. might know the history, but I don't, mm -hmm. I prefer not to be told anything, yeah. so there's no. It's no like preconceptions um, yeah. of like looking for certain things or trying to find certain mm -hmm. things, and it's just better not to know anything until the end. Yeah. Okay. And then if you do have an experience, you know, if two or three people have the same experience, like you, more could validated you could go, too. you know, that, you know, scientifically where you can go out and tell someone who wasn't involved, this is mm -hmm. what I heard, and then Ashley would go out and say, this yeah. is what I heard. And then, Another okay. one we hadn't touched on was smells. Yeah. 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 When we were in Beliska, we could smell, I called him stinky man, because he smelled man. like body odor. Oh, no. And, you know, back in that time, I didn't wear the odor. But every time he came around, it just we get some team members would have to get up and leave the room. Had that auto. We had yes. the auto all I'm not sure if that say we did. It's amazing how different it is: visual, yeah. smell, hearing. It, it just amazes me how some communication, how they communicate. Right. It's like uh, at our underschool's location that we were at, like smelling smoke and stuff too, or like perfume, cigars. Like cigars. Are real bitch, right? And I got an EVP yes. from it. Experiences uh, you can have if you believe in guides, or if you have people, loved ones that have passed over, it could be either okay. trying to connect with you. Okay. So, um, I have somebody who's passed that smoked pipe for years, uh, but it's but I know another angle that of someone who had pipe smoke as well, but it's different, so mm -hmm. I can actually discern between the two. So I, if you have cigarette smoke or whatever it is, it might be somebody you know. Yeah, I um I've always lived alone, like for the 
since I was, you know, but um, every house I've lived in, and it's just totally random. It's not a specific room. It's not a specific, you know, it's time of day. All of a sudden, I, and I hate the smell of cigarette smoke. And so, like, all of a sudden, I'll get it, and it'll drive me nuts, and I'll, like, run around my house and be like, is it this? Is it this? Right. And like, it'll drive right. me nuts. I'm like, sure. go away. I hate that smell. You can ask if there's a message with that. You can just say to yourself, if you're trying to send me a message, let me know. Otherwise, yeah. about sneaking my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a rude. <laughs> one, in, one interesting point about the team is you get North High graduates. North High graduates. Ashley. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. My dad. Your dad. I knew your dad. Yeah. 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 And I know. Well, that's how. So it's really funny because somehow we got connected up later. But I keep meeting people that know my family. They're like, (laughs) even like another member of one of the other groups and stuff. Like my dad was their teacher at some point. Wow. Yeah. So weird how it's all connected. So now I have a question about. I know you talked about turning things off and mm-hmm. you know, trying to get boundaries, but this was always like my fear when I'd go just go to Alabama. I mean, I was never right. serious about it. But I have a question: Have any of that ever followed you home? Yes. Or? Okay. And then Probably all of us. <laughs> yeah, John. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit? That was always my fear when we just go to visit like historical kind of spooky places. I was like, oh. And Or something, 
And I took him, he was with me, and he would, like freaked out. Tantrums all over the floor, talking about his bloody man. I was like, oh my God, he's seeing something. And then, I, yeah, we did some saging, some prayers and whatnot. And I was like, you cannot follow me. Like, yeah. Get out here. so direct and firm, I feel like. So that was my okay. one my one experience that I had. I'm curious, too, you talked about um, like children being more yeah. open-minded. Do you I believe in both, too? Dying people, I feel like they always see children. I used to work in a hospital, like in hospice care and mental health. And so I feel like those people were always talking about like seeing kids before they passed and stuff. Wow. Like, I said, I'm just like, it's mom. I was like, no, mom. I think kids are way more susceptible. Same thing like with animals and stuff, too. That was my question. Was yeah. Do you believe in the, the stereotype that uh, animals are more susceptible? Yeah, I do. Yes. Yeah, animals, you can, a lot of the, they're very empathic. <laughs> yeah, they can oftentimes just go right to the room of somebody who's dying and not move. If you ask mm-hmm. the nurse, it's said they move through. Like tell the cat we read about at that nursing yeah. homes. That cat would go visit yep. mm-hmm. the patient they would die, and this thing had like a heart attack. It was in a magazine I read one time. It's like an online. Why like amazing. Like, get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not today. <laughs> You ever, you, you ever ask them if they like your shoes or what? how your hair, how your hair is? No, no, no. no. Oh, sorry, I just thought. Of <laughs> oh man! If something does follow you, what would you do? Especially if it's not um, something you want there or not a good thing, what would you do? Um, my personal experience is like I, I indicated that I had some major life changes in the last five years, so. We had been just prior to that to the squirrel cage when some of that was going on. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm not going to go into details, but yeah. it got a little dark. Yeah, and um, that's why I quit. Yeah, because it was it was uh, it was hard for me to to tell with what it was, and I mm-hmm. have since realized it was probably just me with sure. things going on, which mm-hmm. is why I completely got out of it. But it was there was questions about. Do I need to see a shaman? Do I need to, you know, this and that? There's things that are, uh, it wasn't happening at home. It was, uh, but it wasn't happy. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah. uh, but I've always said every time I go, I do a ritual and then every time I leave, okay. you know, I do the, you're not welcome to go home with me. Okay. You know, it's, and even at school cage, I did that too. Yeah. So it's just, I think sometimes our emotions can drive stuff some of the time right. too. Yeah. And it's hard to discern what, what is what when you're, okay. especially in our situation, because you don't know, yeah. trying to fill out what is yours, what is others. Which what is good is... to like take a break, mm-hmm. isolate mm-hmm. yourself for a little while, yeah. mm-hmm. do things for yourself. Yep, yep, and just say no. I almost felt like I got followed last night because I was in my car playing music and the music kept stopping and I got to a point where I was driving, I was like, you better stop this right now. Like, something with me. Like, I'm trying to enjoy my music. And so I got home and I was like, staging everything. And I was like, only love and lights allowed here. Like, you can party get out of here. Whatever, so we stop beeping, whatever. 
And then I woke up later on in the day and my clocks, one of my clocks was stuck at the time that I had gotten home. Ooh. And the other one was stuck at like mid-afternoon, which is the real time. And I was like, what is happening in my apartment? Like this alarm's beeping, this clock's on this time, this clock's on a different time. Like that's the time I got home at. It was weird. So I just saged yeah. That's what I do for a relative who her grandmother died and she has a cuckoo clock. My first thought was that someone in my family died, I'll be honest. Yeah. And it's been for the last 40 some years since she's died, it's mm -hmm. stayed at that time. But I really want to, so after to she passes, I think we're going to try and take it down a little bit elsewhere and see if, you know, because a lot of times these yeah. are based off beliefs, I think. And so if I don't have that same belief, right. if okay. we took it somewhere else, maybe. or maybe you don't want to, I don't know. But, you know, just to see. The oh, it's my oven between. and my microwave, you guys. It's on your clock I can take with me. I've, <laughs> had, <laughs> I've, had, I've had phones that are fully charged. So it's sitting you, on the base. If, and then if you left for an investigation and you put some bad, cookies in there, you could tell them to turn it yeah. off once Right? Day. I probably could. Like, turn off the oven, like, take out my cookies yeah. for me, but yep. burn. Make dinner while you're over there. <laughs> yeah. Down, I know you've had to, you probably I did. I uh, was at Villisca one year, a few years ago, and investigation wrapped up, coming home, and it was foggy, it was raining, got a flat tire, well, that should have been the sign, or, <laughs> you know, it was really foggy, you couldn't see anything, anyway, okay, didn't think anything of it. Since then, up in our loft, we kept hearing bangs, I mean, loud bangs, like, stuff being thrown go up there nothing nothing totally nothing wrong with the room well we also have a touch lamp up there three different modes low medium high and we determined long story short that whatever followed me home what we call a hitchhiker attached to the lamp and that was its way of communicating with us with with you know and so figure that out. We go the up there. Way. What's that? Through the lamp. Through the lamp. Yeah. So we go up there and unplug it, and there was no way it could communicate, and it wouldn't turn on. Yeah. Okay. Minute we plug it back in, it would want to communicate. The loud bang started again. So, long story, it's probably still up there. Yeah. But we keep the lamp unplugged, so we cannot communicate with us. But they do attach to. Everybody has a different experience, yeah. but they do attach to objects too. Quit. And they so want to communicate with you. Also up there in the opposite corner, I do have two Indian women that are friendly yeah. and they stay up there. I determined with the dowsing rods that can't get a name yet, but they were with the Iona, I believe is the, it's an Indian tribe, mm -hmm. Iowa Indians. And there were two camps in that general area at one time. Once again, it always goes back to the land, what was on the land at one time. You know, our house is well after, but they, they had two campments in that area, and that was their land. So they're happy there, they're, and that's where they stay up in the opposite corner. I have asked the two Indian women, is that spirit still there? And they say, definitely, yes, it's over in the opposite corner over there, but it can't communicate with us. So there's no banging. Everything's been, you know, seized. Hmm. As Do you have right an ancestral lineage there? No, that tribe? not at all. Huh. No, no, it's just the land. So, no. as far as I know. No. I feel like speaking about land and stuff, like where I work at, rumor has it it's on Native American burial ground. Exactly. Yeah. 
and yes. our old building yes. is actually underneath the new building. They just mm -hmm. like uh, look okay. over yeah. it, so we've had some issues. But one day I was teaching, and one of my coworkers had passed away in a really terrible fire, and we just thought he didn't come to work. It took him so long to identify the body. Wow. And around the same time, while I was teaching, this clock on the back of my classroom wall flew like five feet off the wall while I was teaching. I was like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, a little bit later, they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so passed away in a fire, something caused by cell phone bugs, something flipped in the carpet, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, my coworker's dead. Also, oh my God, this clock just flew off my wall. And so I always feel like, and I see like weird things in our building and I'll like tell our custodian, I'll be like, so is there like a woman in white that just like walks around these hallways? And he's like, Offer too. Yeah. <laughs> sure. While well, I'm in the middle of the night, like just weird things will happen. Like I'll like shut off the lights, shut the door, and then I'll come back and it'll just be open. And I'm like, I'm the only one here. Like all this happening. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. they found me. So then, you know, there's rumor going around that I'm like a witch in our building yes. because <laughs> because I staged my my room. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, somebody left painted rocks outside everyone's doorway, and they all thought it was me. <laughs> I said I wouldn't do that. I was like the art teacher left you all painted rocks from your students. Yeah. Like it's not That's me. Funny. It's not a little presentation. The kids know. They'll be like, Yeah, I saw you in the newspaper. And I was like, Yeah. Please like, remember that right? Free. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly the clock thing, because then I took out like the batteries, right? Like we're out of it and it was still like the little red line, you know, yeah, red yeah. Yeah. So going around. I was like, oh my god. Years so later. anytime anything happens, whether a kid does it or an adult does it, whatever, sure. I'm like, guys, it's a ghost. There's a ghost here. Like, that's why we can't have recess. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. That's hilarious. But honestly, the being the grounds and whatnot, exactly. like, okay. listening yeah. to the staff members yeah. that have been there for so long, like our custodial staff, like, ooh, they got some stories. And I'm like, oh, they're like, don't stay past this time. Trust me, I will. Let's just see the trick so we can get you out of the building so we can go home. <laughs> anyway, my, my experience with is is I don't pay no attention to it. It has happened. I mean, I'm not going to say it hasn't happened because I have things missing. Yeah. And weeks later, they turn up. That's happened several times. I never, one, one rule I always like Dave Paris said mm -hmm. I never set a camera up in my home and I never set up a. Uh, yeah, never do it in your own house. But there's, I've had experiences that were, and I think it's yep. similar to what they do, the protection that we use. It's a, it's a prayer. It, it's individual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a few times when I've forgotten it, I think something. It might be somebody trying to get a message to you, too. It could be. I was just, because. Yep. Um, I really shut saying, that off. You have guides, right? and some of your yes, guides I, might be doing that to get you to look at something that you're not seeing. I try to keep that shut off as much as I can when I get done with it. So, I don't know. I, I just don't like having that come in the house. Man, so. she's gonna get on your neck. She already does that. <laughs> she already um, does that. Years ago, there was a gal. She's long past, but she was a really sweet gal in my complex. She was from Trinidad, and she had a lot of abilities. Let's just say it was around the time that the two, um, the boys that were murdered. Like 96 and Giles Road. Anyway, she had insight into some of that. She's very intuitive and psychic. And she was a strong believer in there's pictures on her wall. She wanted pictures of everyone that came into her apartment. And I got a little freaked out. I'm like, no, because every time one fell, 
somebody died. There wasn't a time when it wasn't true. Oh, uh-uh. And she was, and then she said at one point, you know, one had been disheveled, like moved. Mm-hmm. And she said, did you touch that? I said, no. I said, what do you think that means? And I was kidding. And he was in the hospital. They light flighted him. And, um, oh, okay. So it was like a, it's a thing. It was, she believed it and that was her thing. So I think some of that is your own beliefs. Okay. So I was like, you're never hanging a picture up of no, me. There, there's no way. Uh-uh. <laughs> I still think, something we haven't mentioned, but I still think my favorite story is the shaman views, how he went to a house and Janice Joplin. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Woody? There was a um, Janice Joplin, was, the guy that committed suicide in the sixties. Uh, oh, what was his name? Remember actually? No. Oh, I was They were all, and they were all on this bus. Oh, you just listened to him talk. They they all left and got on this bus and left, and they were playing with. Oh, that was so. I wish I could remember. Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. And I just never laughed so hard in my life. And this guy's the real deal because we had a team member once that uh, fiance had committed suicide out of the blue had no clue uh, Sarah had no clue this happened it was gonna happen and I remember uh, I always say the girls they keep in touch on Facebook and stuff yeah. and I'm like oh see next investigation but I got contacted by him because they started telling me this that she turned dark and thought she was gonna commit suicide and it was really something told me it was really we better do something right away so I went to see the shaman. He told me her name, told me the spirit that was at her, uh, everything. I mean, this guy had it all nailed. Now, I can't say with 100% certainty he didn't somehow know, but I don't think he did. And we had the cleansing ceremony at his house. Her face changed colors. Her voice changed. Uh, and then he looked at me and he goes, that's the same one that got your cousin Richard to commit suicide. I never told him that. Oh, oh my God. I mean, this guy's the real deal. That's why I like him. And, uh, when she was done, what I really liked too was he, he asked her to see a mental health professional yeah. right away. And I don't have the name right off the top of my head, but I do know he saw a electrician friend of mine. His wife had a brain tumor. And she was from Illinois, and when she went back, it was gone. <laughs> the guy the guy showed me the paperwork of the diagnosis. It was, it was just gone. I mean, that's... I kind of like being around... Some unexplainable thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. funny... The, when you hear something like that, how happy that makes you that yeah. somebody was suffering and now they're Better. now they're healed. healed. And like they said, a lot of times we can bring closure to things for people. Okay. And uh, I think these three people are pretty talented and they got a lot of abilities. And you as well? Yeah. Yes, I do. I really believe. Yeah. You know, I, I think you two zero in on stuff really fast. Me and Don takes us a little while to figure it out. We do. It's 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 pretty yeah, pretty amazing group. But one thing that I have people ask me at work when they find out I ghost hunt <laughs> is, do all those things really happen like you see on TV? No, sometimes it's just plain boring. Yeah. It's boring, nothing. It's like the other night at the Ottawa Library. We were all getting ready to leave. Really, nothing was going on. I was going down all night, shining the flashlight on the aisle where the books, you know, hoping I could catch something. It was boring. I mean, really, we I didn't think anything was going on. And the equipment kept dying. The equipment too. was dying on us like, all night. It was getting drained. Quick. Yeah. Cameras in. And then at the last minute, yeah, I shined the, you know, I shined it, and <laughs> there's a book laying there. So you just never know. <laughs> but no, some nights it's just totally boring. Yeah, some nights Not like we the don't really catch anything. There's yeah. been nights nothing. we've gotten nothing. very little or nothing. 
it just it's, it's, it's all timing. part of it. It's all timing and yeah. Well, I think too, like on TV, they don't show you is really how long it takes because they make these yes. episodes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like oh, I always tell people, if I'm going through an hour's worth of audio, it's going to take me two hours to actually go through it. Yep. So double right. whatever you're doing. Yeah. However many cameras, however many reporters that you have, you're listening through it for days, yeah. for months. So people, when they're like, "Oh, can you give us all your evidence?" like the next day, and you're like, "Um." So I have like eight recorders, hours <laughs> on each recorder. Can you do math? That's yeah. a lot of listening. And we all have full-time jobs. Right. Yeah. So no. <laughs> no. Give me like two weeks, maybe. But but these paranormal groups on TV, you gotta understand, they all have teams behind the scenes. Sure. They do the research. They can edit. Mm-hmm. They you know they all have like the theatrics and stuff. yeah I exactly I'm like oh i'm so shocked um can you re- reshoot that scene and look like more shocked yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I think there's so. my speaking of that my favorite is dead files is because you got a skeptic right and you have a, a psychic very yeah. unhappy yeah. psychic yeah. and it's really neat and i actually went to cheeseman park in denver mm-hmm. where they covered the cemetery up and i was there visiting and i actually ran into uh one of the people that works in the production office and I had to ask him, is it fake? Mm-hmm. And he goes, he almost got mad. <laughs> he goes, I said, look, I'm just asking. Well, I think what's hard is he said, some he said people, no. like some people out there do it for being more theatrical, right? right. And right. some people out there, because we just want to capture stuff, you know? Yeah. Right. And so even like, I was interviewed by this uh, lady in New York, and they were looking to start a new paranormal TV show. So she interviewed me, but it was like very much like, interview questions and like editing just to see if like you're even good enough for TV really and then stuff like that and it's like well I can send you some of my really cool evidence but like you have to understand that all the evidence that we get isn't gathered from like one single night it's multiple investigations so how do you create a TV show from one place over like oh I'm there for two hours like yeah well personally with my and this is just nothing to do with them it's my own opinion um many of the shows on tv i don't believe are legit in any way yeah that's correct i can kind of feel into things and so even while i'm watching some of that i don't believe what you roll your eyes like i do and a lot of them are not even true so but it's my feelings are telling me this is not legit so it's not entertaining for sure when you're like eight years old but just me it might not be but somebody else might see that show and go oh it's absolutely legit you know i don't know so we were asking about animals earlier well i had to put my cat sleep i had for almost 18 years yeah in july and the other night i was sleeping and i woke up and there was a warm spot on my bed and it was burnt so i think there's some i've got his ashes and uh i think there's some correlation to that I agree with that too because I actually saw like a psychic a few weeks ago for a reading and she was bringing up things not even for me but for people in my family like oh tell your mom like when her brother passed away something about the pillow and something about this and you know then of course it's my mom again so she's like oh my gosh like why are you telling me this like because it wasn't for me it's for you like I was like eight you were not so these are messages from him all these years now but then she said something about my dog and I was like my dog just passed away like I had to put him down in the middle of my lunch break and go back to work and whatnot mm-hmm. and so she was telling me all these details about my dog like 
oh, like you took him on like three mile walks, like you fed him eggs, like there's something about eggs. And I was like, I did feed him eggs. She <laughs> lived to like be like 17. Wow. But even then she's like, yeah, he's still with you. And Aww. I was like, oh, thank you so much. So but also sometimes like when he first passed away, I was like, yeah, I guess he was like sleeping in the bed. Yeah. Right in the middle of the bed, because that's what dogs do, right? For we, real. We had that too, because cool. uh, we had a dachshund that passed away, and on the same night, everybody in the, like a week after she passed, everybody in the house heard her barking and woke up, mm-hmm. and was like, what? Like, <laughs> we don't have a dog anymore. <laughs> that's funny you should say that. We yeah. had that, um, years ago, we had, we went out to eat with another couple and came home, and we were playing cards, and I stood up to refresh some drinks and snacks, and... I was standing up and a dog jumped on me and pushed me back against the counter. Wow. And we don't have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's when I said, I said, did you hear that? And and interesting enough, the, the gentleman, the guest, it was his dog and he said, yes. And so I thought it was fascinating that it wasn't anyone else but him. And I yeah. said, did you have a dog? And you know, so we started, you know, and says, hi, it looks like this. And yeah. Just trying to enjoy the parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, and it, when you could feel into it, it was all love and it wasn't anything yeah. scary. Yeah. So, right. But if there's, you know, something different from that, if you are in those situations um, where the words reversed, I wouldn't necessarily say something. Boy, well, as spoiled as Jackson is, isn't that your dog's name? We'll be together for I was going to say, that's going to be, that's going to be, you're going to have to have a king size bed if he can. <laughs> make sure you've got all the ghostly room you need. There you go. That's a nice place to kind of like wrap up, Sweet. right? Yeah. Like, your pets love you. Is there, is there anything? Pets love you. Yeah. Family and friends love you. Is there anything that, that you guys haven't, haven't said that you maybe maybe want to share with our listeners? Add to the end. Um, if you are looking for paranormal investigators, please find groups that don't charge you money. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, yes. Because that's not why we do this. No. We do this because we want to help people that want help or want documentation. And so we're not here to get paid. But if you buy a pizza or like popcorn. (laughs) You're like not going to turn it away. (laughs) It will come to you. Yeah. But in general, I feel like, right? Well, I mean, I'm just saying some people, you know, charge money and stuff like that. or, I would just, or go into it to sensationalize it, to yeah. you know, stir it up to make it okay. what it's not. So I feel like if so. you're looking for a paranormal group, just get a good relationship going. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Go from there. You might ask for references. Like yeah. Absolutely. Or check out web, like talk. their website right. and look right. to see kind of what we do and like ask questions. And if our listeners want to look more into you guys, what is your website? Where do they go? Uh, we're on, we need a public website, which I'm <laughs> going to work with Ashley, hopefully, because she's, she's, she's a, the... Like, well, I'm the youngest, so... Yeah, so you know. Automatically, yeah. <laughs> well, my grammar's pretty bad. Trying to, I'm, I'm good with the electronics, but getting it, putting it in the words, and yeah. she's a writer like you, it, she makes it sound so easy. Yeah. And uh, Just remember the name Heartland Paranormal. Yes. Okay. Okay. Paranormal. Facebook. We will drive yes. to you. <laughs> I, I've got a couple cards to give you too, but we're they're, we're working on getting some new stuff, and I'm working on getting a, a, a public page on Facebook. But I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to give me a hand. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So Perfect. keep your eye out. And- when we get something going. In fact, she'll, really? she'll get yeah. stuff done, and it, I don't even look at it. I already know. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Perfect. Awesome. 
Well, hey, thank, thank you guys y'all. so thank much. This is fascinating. Yeah. This was great to hear. Awesome. Um, for our listeners, if you want to reach out to us, if you have any questions for us, you can reach us at hello at theawfulhour.com. Please don't forget to listen um, and rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Y'all kids stay safe out there and tune in next week. Thank you guys again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.